How much texting is too much in early dating? What should you expect? And what do you do when someone's great in person, but they rarely text you? If you've ever wondered this, you're not alone. Texting is one of the most challenging parts of early dating. And in this episode, I'm going to help you feel way more confident about texting moving forward. Welcome to another episode. I'm Talia, your host and dating bestie. On Dating Intentionally, I'm sharing no-nonsense advice for navigating modern dating with confidence and ease, whether you're on your 200th date or just getting started. I believe dating can be fun, especially when the text answer hits just right. Of course, more often than not, you end up meeting someone who seems great, but their text style just doesn't mesh with yours. So we're talking about texting and how it fits into early dating. Texting has a life of its own, and in researching and preparing for this episode, I realized I could easily write a book on the nuances. And then I remembered that an amazing book already exists about texting, and it's called Speaking in Thumbs by Mimi Winsberg. So if you want to dive even, even deeper into the psychology of texting, go get a copy. I read it when it came out, and it was honestly so eye-opening. There's a lot more that goes into texting than you'd think. On this episode, you're going to hear my take on texting before, after, and between dates, who should text first, what happens when things get a little spicy, and general things to keep in mind about texting in early dating. I'm also going to share a ton of examples in this episode of texts you can send someone, but if you want text scripts that you can actually read and save to your phone, I've got you. Head over to intentionally.dating slash texting to grab my free text scripts for various common dating scenarios. This is going to be a lifesaver for you if you find yourself getting stuck on what to say when someone's texting you too much or not enough, or when you're not sure if they're interested in another date. You can get my free text scripts at intentionally.dating slash texting, or in my bio link on Instagram, my handle is at dating.intentionally. I know there are folks out there who absolutely don't care about texting and don't like texting in general, but for most of us, some level of consistent communication via text when we're apart from someone we're newly dating or even a long-term partner, it gives us a sense of security. Whether you're someone who really dislikes texting or someone who describes themselves as a big texter, listen up. Texting matters in dating because it's the main way we stay in touch between dates. It's almost the glue or the thread between the time we spend in person with someone you're just getting to know. Texting has taken on a culture of its own in dating. There's a certain text etiquette we expect from people at this point, and I hope that these tips will help you avoid confusion, anxiety, frustration, and whatever else you're dealing with when texting someone. I've been there. You know, you're in early stages with someone and you're texting and they're just being super slow or dry, you know, and they, and they don't really respond. Maybe they're being hot and cold or texting them just feels clunky, even though in person it's great. The struggle is so real. So let's get into it. First step, let's talk about texting before a date. Let's say you meet someone in real life or on a nap and you trade numbers. You get a text from them and it says, hey, Talia, it's Dave. This is where you want to start planning a date or mention that you're looking forward to the date you previously planned if you talked about it before trading numbers. And that's it. Why? Because texting too much before a date creates a false sense of intimacy and it allows you to build up an image of them in your mind that might not be accurate when you're getting to know each other in real life. A lot of people push back and say, but Talia, what if I want to make sure they're normal? Or what if I need to get to know them more before a date to see if I like them? Or what if I just like texting a lot and enjoy the attention? Listen, I get it. 
Texting someone new, especially when there's fun banter to be had, is exciting. But you've got to stay strong. Save the good stuff for the first date. By the way, when I say date, I also mean FaceTime dates if you're long distance. Basically, anything where you're talking in real time face to face, whether that's through a screen or in person. Texting and real-time face-to-face interactions are very different. I also think that the more you text with someone before a date, the higher chances you have of ruining the connection before meeting. Like when you text a stranger and you don't know their personality well or their sense of humor, a lot gets lost in translation. It's better to see how they are in real life so you can get a better sense of how they speak and what their tone is when they're talking. I think before a date, a little texting is okay. Think one check-in per day about how your day is going and stuff like that. Don't try to get into deep conversations. I know it's tempting, but it's better to just keep it to a little touch point. If they seem chatty and you're trying to take my advice, here's what you can say. Text them, I'm glad you want to chat, but I prefer saving that energy for our date, which I'm really looking forward to, or something along those lines. Usually they can get on board with that. It makes sense, right? But if they don't slow down, you can also just slow down your responses until your date. If you're out there texting up a storm before dates and you find yourself not getting past the first or second date, I encourage you to try texting less before you meet them. Trust me on this. You've got to save that energy when you're meeting up in the flesh or on a video call if you're doing long distance. All right, next, let's talk about texting after a date. This is another instance where people get tripped up a lot in early dating. I've heard experts say that how someone acts on the date is less important than what they do after the date, and I somewhat agree. And that includes texting after a date. My rule of thumb is that if you had a good time, just say so via text after the date. You don't have to wait for them to text first. Ladies who are dating men, I'm going to say this again because this is directed at you. You do not have to wait for them to text first. You can text a guy first after a date. I've seen maybe hundreds of videos about the post-date texts online. All the videos I've seen basically say if you're a woman dating men, the man has to reach out first. I can't get on board with this. I didn't even follow this advice and I'm in a relationship. Like, it's fine. I'm just not a fan of how this advice leaves ladies powerless and directionless in the dating process. Women have power here too, and that power is showing up as an emotionally secure person who isn't afraid to send a thank you text after a first date. In my experience, if you, a woman, text a man after a date, it's not going to communicate that you're overeager. It's not going to ruin the connection. It's not going to do anything but show that you're interested. So if you are interested in a second date and you want to reach out, you have my blessing to go and do it. <laughs> and to the men listening, I encourage you to also just send the text after the date right away if you're interested in another date. Women really appreciate it and it absolutely makes you stand out against other guys. If you're not interested after a first date, like if you don't want to see them again, you don't have to text them. This goes for any daters listening, regardless of gender. Sometimes you go out with someone on a first date and neither of you are vibing, so no one sends a post-date text to keep it going. This is known as mutual ghosting, and it's okay. If you're not interested in a second date and they text you, that's when you want to send an anti-ghost text. If you need examples, you can download my free text scripts on my site, at intentionally.dating slash texting, or you can head over to my Instagram, dating.intentionally, and find my anti-ghost text pinned to the top of my profile. I'm excited to hear what you think of them if you go to Instagram because 
These are actual screenshots from my text conversations with people, like where I'm basically saying I don't want another date. And commenters absolutely hate my tone. But you know what? It worked for me. So let's talk about, you know, you've gone on the date, the first date, and now you're texting. What happens if you're just stuck in chit-chat mode? So many potential dates get lost in the weeds here when it comes to texting. Here's a scenario I hear about all the time that I've definitely experienced myself. The first date ends. When you say goodbye, they mention having a second date. Then they start texting you the next day, but they don't mention hanging out. A day of this turns into a week, and you're sitting there wondering, why aren't they planning the next date when they said they wanted one? To avoid having a pen pal, I recommend getting the ball rolling with a second date instead of just chatting and waiting. You can get to the second date quickly by asking something simple like, so when are you free this week? Or when do you want to have a second date? Or what were you thinking for our second date? Just something to introduce the topic to the conversation. Ladies who are dating men, I just want you to, just because you mentioned having a second date, doesn't mean that you have to plan it all out yourself. I know you want the guy you're talking with to initiate it and do the work and plan the date. Just steer the conversation towards meeting up sooner than later so you don't turn into pen pals. One of my favorite ways to do this on the apps or when you're texting is if they ask you a question, you just say, you know what, that's a really good one to talk about in person. And then just leave it and hopefully they'll get the hint that you want to meet up in person. It it worked for me most of the time, so you can try that out too. And guys listening who are dating women, if you want the second date, go for it and ask quickly after your first date. Bonus points if you plan it. Again, that's a simple way to stand out here against all the other guys who just don't put any effort in. If you're not interested in, in them though, don't text them anymore. And that goes for everyone. I know we all like the attention, but texting someone just because you're getting a dopamine hit and nothing else isn't dating intentionally. Bringing up a second date soon after a first one will also get you to a no or a yes faster. Like if you bring up a second date or try to steer the conversation that way and they gloss over it or they give you some vague answer or ignore it altogether, then you know they're not interested. And if they match your energy and plan a date, then you know they're into you and want to keep getting to know you. Don't let yourself get stuck in the texting chit-chat after the first date. Move it along because momentum is key in early dating. I want to talk about texting between dates in general. Folks on Instagram asked, is texting every other day after a first date normal frequency? I really don't like saying what's normal and what's not because everyone has different texting preferences and capacities for texting. So this definitely depends on how much of a texter you are and how much contact you like to be in. Some people like texting, some people don't. I think on average, by the time you're going on at least date three with someone, most people expect and want some contact between dates, preferably be via text or maybe phone calls, just to keep it going and stay connected. Checking in about once a day for every few minutes via text or even a phone call if that's your vibe is ideal. Let's get into what a check-in is, okay? A daily check-in could be like a quick conversation about your day or what you're up to. Just something casual and surface level to keep up the momentum. It could also be a slower, more drawn out conversation throughout the day where you're sending texts back and forth every few hours, or maybe a little, you know, before work and a little after work. Again, this comes back to your preferences and how much time you have for this. I do want to say though, that expecting constant daily connection or contact with someone, or even like good morning, good night texts from someone that you barely know, isn't realistic or even healthy in early dating. 
If you follow Matchmaker Maria on Instagram, which you should because she's amazing, she always says that texting isn't dating, and I agree. Even with long-distance relationship, texting isn't the best medium to get to know someone because you lose facial expressions, body language, tone of voice, and all these are really important when making long-lasting connections. In my journey, I played with a lot of different texting frequencies with different people to see what worked for me. Some guys were big texters and I text them all day and that was fine, but I never retained any of that information and it was kind of annoying. I have a life. It was also a red flag because it made me wonder how focused they were at work, right? Ultimately, it didn't work for me. Some guys weren't into it and were a lot slower. And in some cases, they were so slow and unresponsive that it triggered my anxiety. One guy I dated for a month would let his phone die often, and that was really annoying to me. With Johnny and a handful of men I dated, I found that happy medium of checking in once a day or chatting throughout the day very slowly, like one or two texts every few hours. I did most of my texting at night while watching TV after work. So I encourage you to play with it and figure out what feels right to you. And I want you to remember that the people you're meeting are strangers and you don't just automatically get into their texting inner circle of who they text frequently. You have to kind of earn that spot and so do they. This dynamic of early stage dating and texting causes so much anxiety for so many people. If you feel like you've been driven mad by a slow texter or someone who isn't asking you questions or they're not responsive, you're not alone. You're normal. This stuff is really hard, and that's why I'm here. I'm just trying to make it easier. When it comes to texting between dates, you can text first. Ladies, I want you to know you can text first. You're not going to scare them away. You're not going to ruin it, and just because you often initiate conversations doesn't mean they're not into you. Some people are just really busy and it has nothing to do with how much they like you. I do think it's important to give them a chance to text you first, but it's not in the end of the world if you find yourself doing it often. What matters is spending quality time with someone on dates, FaceTimes, and phone calls, not texting. So basically what I'm saying is don't measure the connection by their texts. Measure the connection by how willing and able and enthusiastic they are about seeing you in person and then how they actually show up on those dates with you. I also want to say double texting. It's okay. Double texting, by the way, is when you text one thing and then follow it up with another text. So it's like two texts in a row. Like if they don't respond to your last text, you can follow up later with another one. You're allowed to send two texts in a row. Like conversations aren't an exact ping pong match, right? They're not an exact tennis match. Like sometimes you will say something and then add more and comment more, ask a question. And it's okay if you are sending multiple texts in a conversation, if you're texting them in real time. But if you double text and they don't answer you again, well, then they're not into you and they're not worth it. But to the guys listening, if you're interested in a woman you're dating, do yourself a favor and initiate some text conversations. I'm going to include text conversation starters in my free guide if you need help here. So you can get that on my site intentionally.dating slash texting. The key word here is interest. Only do this if you're actually interested in continuing to get to know someone. I also want to briefly talk about sexting, okay? Let's talk about what happens when the person you're talking to makes a sexual comment or tries to turn the conversation into sexting. Have you ever been in that situation where you meet someone on the apps or maybe offline and things seem to be going well until they make a comment that's kind of sexual? It's confusing. It's a little off-putting. It's especially disappointing if you thought maybe it could be something more. I have definitely been there and I wish it was less common. 
if you're out there trying to find someone to have a long-term relationship and someone you just met starts to bring up sex, there's a 90% chance that that person is only looking for sex. It's really common. It's super annoying. And here's what you can do about it. If they bring up sex early or make a sexual comment about you or your body or whatever, you can say, I'd rather not get into sexual topics at this point. I'm still getting to know you. Or you can ask, remind me what you're looking for again. We talked about how you're looking for something serious, but you keep bringing up sex. So what's going on here? You can call them out. Their reaction to this, by the way, will tell you everything you need to know. If they're respectful and back off, great. If they push back or they're rude, block and delete. Seriously. I've talked about this before, but having sex and engaging in sexting too early can definitely make a new connection go sideways. It gets confusing and messy. Don't fall into the trap of thinking that if you go along with it, they'll like you more. Don't be the people pleaser here. Stick to your boundaries. Sexting is really fun and there's absolutely a time and a place, but I recommend avoiding it in the early stage dating if you are looking for a long-term relationship. If you're feeling it and you're just looking for casual hookups, friends with benefits, or you don't care how a connection plays out, go for it. Have fun. So another thing that comes up in dating is when you notice the shift. Okay, the shift is that moment you notice someone's texts have slowed down. They're not as responsive. Maybe their texts to you are shorter or they stop being as engaging. And this can be super confusing if before they were super responsive and seemed to enjoy texting you. So what happened? I want you to know that if you notice the shift, you're not crazy and you should trust your gut. If you notice it, it's probably real. And it's a shitty feeling for sure. So what can you do? First, make sure you give it enough time to know that it's truly a shift because everyone's days are different. It could be a one-off day where they were super busy or distracted or whatever. That's fine. But if it's a few straight days of of a texting cadence that's inconsistent with what it was when you first started talking to them, that's definitely a shift. Then you can reach out to them and say, hey, I've noticed a shift in energy from you lately. Are you okay? Or you can be like, hey, I've noticed a shift in energy from you lately. Did anything change on your end since our last date? This is a scary text to send, I know. But you're being a good communicator by doing this. This is a great test to see if they can also communicate well. Some people might not answer this. Some might dodge it or be vague or even gaslight you and say nothing's wrong. Some might come clean. Either way, you get your answer instead of silently letting your anxiety consume you or acting out passive-aggressively. All right, so we've talked a lot about early dating, first dates, second dates, stuff in between. But what if you've been seeing someone for a while and you want more texting? One of these days, I really need to start tracking what questions come up most, and this is one of them. The question is, what if they're not a big texter and I am? Or what does it mean if they're not super responsive on text, but they're very engaged when we're on dates? If you want more texting, there is nothing wrong with that. But I hope you know that the the in-person stuff and the real-time stuff matters most. Texting is a way to stay connected between dates, and it's important. So if you need more of that, it's okay. However, the person you're dating might not be able to accommodate you if they're not into texting. Here's what I want you to try in this situation. If it's still super early and you're just getting to know them on your next date, you can playfully say, you're not a big texter, are you? Right? And you can actually start talking about your texting habits. Talk about texting as a topic. See what their values and habits are around this. They might say, yeah, I'm not on my phone a lot. Or they might say that they're more of a phone call person. Get into it and see where you align and where you don't. 
You can also say on a date, you know, that I prefer texting more between dates. Then just see how they react. Saying it as a statement is better because honestly, when you've only gone on two or three dates with someone, you're just not in a position to ask for more communication. There's not enough of a foundation or emotional investment at that point. So it's better to see what they're capable of and decide if that's enough for you or not. It comes down to, are you willing to accept this level of texting or will you end it with this person because they're not able to stay in touch with you in the way that you want and need? If you've been seeing someone for a while, you can bring it up in person and address it together. Say, hey, can we talk about communication when we're apart? Start there. Tell them exactly what you need and why it's meaningful to you. See if you can figure out something that will help you feel more secure or whatever it is you need to feel. But that is only really appropriate with someone you've been dating a while. Maybe you're exclusive or you're already in a committed relationship. Down the line, as you get deeper into a relationship, texting matters less and less. It basically vanishes when you live together. So keep that in mind if you really like them and everything but the texting is great. I don't think in the long run, texting should be a deal breaker if your styles don't exactly match. All right, so we've gone through a lot. Let's just go over some of the main lessons and takeaways here. One, don't text a lot before you meet them. Save the good stuff for the first date. Two, if you're interested in a second date, just text them after your date sooner than later to show you're into it, no matter your gender. Three, get a second date plan in the works quickly after a first date instead of aimless chatting and texting. Four, don't expect them to be in contact all day and try to be okay with quick check-ins between dates. As long as you have another date planned, it's all good. Five, you can talk about text expectations and early dating by discussing what type of communication you prefer between dates. Six, don't go along with sexting if you don't want to and know that this is a sign they're probably not dating for a serious relationship, especially if they're bringing sex up early on. Seven, if you notice their texts have slowed down or changed in tone, you can call it out. I made this episode because I want to see you succeed in dating, and this texting stuff can cause so much anxiety and frustration in the dating process. I really hope after listening to this, you feel more confident texting first and setting boundaries along the way. You got this. You're doing great. If you want scripts for this stuff, like actual texts you can send, or if you need some inspiration, or if you don't want to forget what to say, then go get my free texting scripts at intentionally.dating slash texting. That's my website, intentionally.dating slash texting. You can also grab them in my bio link on Instagram. Thank you for listening. I'd love it if you share this episode with someone who's navigating dating and might need a little confidence boost or some tough love. If any of these episodes have helped you in your journey, you can help me by leaving a stunning review on Apple or giving Dating Intentionally five stars on Spotify. I'd really appreciate it. Your feedback means a ton to me and it helps to make this podcast as helpful as possible. Once again, I'm Talia. This has been Dating Intentionally and I'll catch you next time.